podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to Hell on Heels podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Brianna. I'm Amanda. And episode 11, right? Yeah. Yep. Welcome back. We have not recorded since before the holiday. No. It was before December 17th. Because I'll go out of town. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. In a couple weeks. Holy shit. Yes. How was y'all's Christmas and or New Year's? It was good, actually. I uh, I spent Christmas with my family and got to see a few friends while they were in town. And then I went over to one of my best friend's houses for New Year's. And it was just the two of us, but it was so much fun. <laughs> What about y'all? Bryce. What about you and Cody, Bryce? Um, we stayed home. Well, uh, that's not true. We Christmas was good. We went to his mom's on Christmas Eve. And then we went to my grandma's on Christmas. And then we were home the rest of the day, which was really nice. Um, and then we've just kind of been boring. I'm sorry. My dog has something. What the fuck do you have in your goddamn motherfucking Oh, kid. Oh. Hashtag having animals. <laughs> I she was just chewing on a whole thing of Vaseline that I don't know where she got it from, but glad she found it and destroyed it for me. God I damn would you just kid. Don't touch it. Don't stop it. While we are on this little pause, I would like to give a (laughs) shout out to my entire family that visited me during my, for my graduation. It was a lot of fun to have them there and I miss them already. Do you have a push pop? I sure do. Dude, no way. (gasps) I remember getting those at swim meets. Those were my favorites. This is um, from Cody's mother. She put push pops in our stockings this year. Oh, that's cute. Wonderful. So. Nostalgic. Mm-hmm. It is definitely not as good as I remember, but it's still good. Oh, also, one of my New Year's resolutions is to not drink. I'm not exactly sure how long I'm going to go. I'm going to start with a week, then we'll do two weeks, then three weeks, then a month. And we'll just kind of see how it goes. But yeah, no more Moscow mules for me. Speaking of drinks, <laughs> I have a different resolution. But Amanda, I feel like we've kind of shorted you. How was your Christmas? Yeah, jerks. Um. <laughs> I don't care about you. You can't sit with us. I acknowledge you. You don't wear pink on Wednesdays. That's the real issue. I don't think I own pink, actually. <laughs> Um, That's the issue. Actually, Bryce, you're the one not wearing pink because she's got a pink background. I've got the pink headphones. Where's your pink? These are pink. Oh, this is brown. I was gonna say that's not it pink looks, either. So it looks pink on my screen. <laughs> the light now. The light is like a pink because if I did white, then I looked like Bryce with her um, snow effects. So I had to do I look, a different color light. I look ghostly today. I do. <laughs> can't fix it i tried but Maybe my I'm christmas was good i went home to well i went to upper alabama and stayed with family and 
Y'all, that was great. I stayed there like Friday to Sunday and I barely saw my child. I was like, here, y'all take her. Everyone was like, do you want me to take her? Do you want her? Because you can have her. Just, yeah, take her. Let me know when she needs a diaper change and I got you. And then I went home and saw my friends and family. Oh my God, my friend got me crawfish and crab and shrimp and it was wonderful and I missed the South. Um. You oh, literally and live then, in Arkansas. I was going to say, isn't that still south? Well, seafood here, that's what I meant. I miss seafood. Seafood here is catfish. And I'm like, that's not, that's not seafood. That's lake food. I want like shrimp that I don't have to buy from the freezer section at Walmart. Because that ain't it, y'all. That's bait. That's not shrimp. You got to go to the crawfish boil at the University of Arkansas. Start of the year every year real good like two hours from me i mean if you want good shrimp crawfish i mean crawfish not shrimp i know you can order them but it's kind of expensive but it's also kind of worth it Mm. but the only other thing uh, sorry you go i'm leaving i can't i gotta go get your ass back in that (laughs) fucking chair because this story or you have to do it today is for you. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. The only other thing that happened is we got exposed to COVID. So uh, me and my husband have to go get our COVID test today. We already had my daughter tested, but the pediatrician was closed. So we don't know if she was, if she has COVID or not. But none of us are symptomatic and me and James are fully vaccinated. So we're just keeping an eye on our temperatures and not That's leaving good. the house. Like I said, I think you're fine. (laughs) I think you're fine. I think we're all right, but I just want to be sure. Okay, well, that sounds like a great Christmas. Can I tell you about my New Year's resolution now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think I told Amanda about this a little bit, not a whole ton. So I think I've mentioned in a previous episode that I've gone through some fertility issues and blah, blah, blah. That's that's its own thing. And I've just been struggling a lot lately because of all of that and comments made by people and such. So I decided to do like a self care journal. And I found this company called Silk and Sonder. And they send like a monthly journal. And I have it here so I can show you guys. Look how cute it is for January. Oh, oh I, I love, love that. that. It's very classy. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's I like it so far because they also have like a community focus that you can do as well. So you can go and post in their community places or you don't have to. But like, let's find a page I haven't filled out. So like it has intentions that I haven't set yet, even though we're on January what, 2nd. Should probably fill those out. Um, and then it has like a habit tracker and mood trackers and such in there. Just... I'm hoping that it helps me just center myself. So my New Year's resolution is just to be better self-care focused. So that's. Oh, I love that. Self-care is literally so important. Like, it's so underrated. I mean, Mm -hmm. just comments and people being mean. I mean, I hate it so much. But I'm so glad that you're doing that for yourself. And it's really important. I'm oh, excited. I feel bad because my New Year's resolution was to read more. Nothing fancy, nothing self-care, just read books and shit. I can give you a book re- recommendation. 
I'll it write is, it down if you do. Yeah, it's um, it's one of my favorites right now. It's called Lore by Alexandra Bracken. Bracken, I think that's her name. It's really good. It's um, it's based. So basically, the idea of it is that there are a handful of Greek gods that rebelled against Zeus and they lost. So every seven years for seven days, they become mortal and are hunted. I like that. So it's a really good one. I so like for all too. our listeners, if you need a good book, that was excellent. I liked that one a lot. It was even really great to listen to on Audible. I like that. I need to, I want to start reading more as well, but my New Year's resolutions are to not drink and essentially to work out more and to love myself every day, whatever that means. I can't tell you because I don't do it. That's why I've got a self-care journal. (laughs) This was also cheaper than therapy, so... That's damn true. <laughs> Ever since I found out I can get anxiety pills for my OBGYN, have not had a psychiatrist. Much cheaper. I don't I doubt it. it. Okay. However, the pills are nowhere near as strong as they should be. So, <laughs> Amanda, just go back to your psychiatrist. Well, you know... I know that in the state of Arkansas, you can get prescribed weed for medicinal weed for medicinal anxiety, marijuana. So. I yeah. have it for my butt. Marijuana. That's the technical um, term. For your what? For my butt. Oh, oh, okay. Because okay. <laughs> I, I have ulcerative I colitis. Uh, but I'm I glad cannot. you've got marijuana for the butt. <laughs> well, I can't use my butt weeds uh, until I'm done... <laughs> Uh, breastfeeding, so I have nothing right now. I'm real sober. Do you want to push pop? Yeah, <laughs> that's all they can send to you. <laughs> we need okay. a lot of ice cream. <laughs> Side note Have you guys started on your scratch off maps? I no. have not. No, I will. There's- Clearly, you're not well, as excited thing, as I was. No, no, no. I, I'm actually very excited. The thing is, though, I just kind of want to, like, keep it, you know, rolled up and stuff until the move. Because that's not that's going to be in, like, five days. And I want to. Yeah. But that's fair. Amanda, you don't have yeah. an excuse. I do. I don't know how good it is. But <laughs> I have been making James rearrange hella furniture. Um. We've been doing a lot of cleaning and rearranging, so it is still also rolled up. Mine is rolled up too, but I also did just roll it up again after I scratched off a couple states. I might do that today then, because that sounds really fun. It was really fun. I'm going to make that be like one of the little things that I do, you know, after we move all of the boxes and... Literally, we've got so many boxes in Jack's parents' garage right now, and there are there's already a set of boxes in my parents' um, garage, and then we're also going to have to come back here and get my nightstands, my desk, and my um, my set of like big drawers that's like literally so high i i can't even it's yeah it's not gonna be fun but 
that'll be my de-stressor for the day for moving and for anyone listening i thought a good christmas present would be scratch off maps so that every time we get a new listener in that area and it's not just for the u.s it's a world map so all of us have a matching map where we can scratch off where we get new listeners and so kind of fun it was we can also know our geography better even though we're experts you know you can always learn more yeah yeah geography and math yes that was her first question was is this because we're so good at geography (laughs) (laughs) no but if it was it would not be filled in but (laughs) (laughs) okay are you guys ready to get started brie i heard you have a pretty good story i am yes um so y'all can go ahead and go into the drive and go ahead and click on picture one. So this is the story of a movie called The Attic. It's a 2007 movie based on real life, real life events in the 1920s. And obviously I'm going to tell you all the real story and not the movie story. Okay. Alberga Dolly. She went by Dolly. So I'll say Dolly from now on. Ustarai, or ostrich, as us Americans pronounce it, was the wife of a wealthy apron manufacturer who secretly moved her teenage lover into the attic of her home with her husband. So, obviously, the woman on the left is Dolly. The man on the right is her husband. Fred Ostrich, which I'm going to pronounce it that way because I am American, um was he was very tough and he drank a lot but he was a profound businessman he owned his own factory as an apron manufacturer and dolly was a former factory employee who was pretty but that's really all the articles said about her so according to those she really didn't have much going for her other than the fact that she was pretty Y'all can go ahead and go to pictures two and three. Uh, picture two is Dolly, and picture three is that exact picture, but colorized and a little bit further away. Oh, I'm Co- loving this. Yeah. I <laughs> was born in the wrong era. She is flapping fabulous. She oh, is yeah. flapping fabulous. Well, I kind of like to say that that's why... She is nicknamed by the Americans Ostrich because she very much has flamboyant feathers on her neck as, you know, a scarf. And she's very just out there. She dresses very nicely, I'll say. Now, the couple had their ups and downs, but they seemed content until the unexpected death of their only child caused a rift between the two. In 1913, Dolly met 17-year-old Otto Sunhuber, and that's the American way of pronouncing it. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it otherwise. And she was taken with him. So she asked her husband, whose factory Otto worked at, to send Otto to their home to repair her own sewing machine. It's said that she greeted San Huber at the door in nothing more than stockings, a slinky robe, and a smile. Get it, girl? He is just on that. She's like, hey, hey, big guy. 
<laughs> she is living her life. She is. She later said that she is not very pleased with her husband in bed. Um, and with nosy neighbors and hotel rooms, they were unsure how they could see each other without getting caught. And before long, Fred found out about the affair. When she was confronted by her husband, she vowed to end the relationship. However, instead of letting San Huber go, she decided to keep the both of them by convincing San Huber to quit his job at the factory and move into the attic, where once it's Fred a little left- surprising. I'm sorry. It's a little fine. surprising that um, he wasn't fired from his job. Like, I just feel like that would be what, like, a jealous husband would do is fire them, you know? I think that that was kind of the business aspect of it all because he was a very hardworking businessman and he wanted to make success for his factory. And so I didn't really read much into that, but that's kind of my theory for that all. I just want to say she was very rational about the whole thing. Like, hey, yo, sorry, Otto, my husband found out. So instead of stopping this, quit your job and I'll move you up in the attic. Yeah. That's what very any rational woman would do. Yeah. Makes Don't sense. we all have a boyfriend in the attic? Yeah. I've got yeah. two. <laughs> do they know about <laughs> each other? <laughs> No, no, they're they're in separate the parts. Yeah, obviously. okay. I just had to make uh, sure because no. that would cause issues. Yeah, actually, one's in the attic and the other's in the crawl space under the house. Oh, okay. What the one yeah. in the crawl space? Do they feel like they got the the short end of the stick? I don't know. I haven't seen them in a while. Oh, by the way, y'all can go ahead and go to the uh, fourth photo. That's of Otto. I think it's of him in his later years. It doesn't really look like he's 17 in that picture, but that's about the youngest that I could find a picture of He looks of him. like he is in deep thought. Yeah, I think that that picture was definitely posed for sure. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it definitely does. It looks like he is. His hair is immaculate, though. Like, look at that lineup. That is a straight razor line. Yeah, right there. but that's also very like that's a receding hairline. That's like way back here. <laughs> Maybe it's the angle. I don't think so. I think that's his hairline. <laughs> I think that's an angle. That's a straight up right fucking angle. You are right. It is like <laughs> still right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bree. Go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> so she convinced Otto to move into their attic where once Fred left for the factory, Otto would emerge from the attic and the two would complete Dolly's household chores. And during the day, Otto and Dolly would hang around the house making gin and spending as much time together as they wanted. At night, Otto would retreat to his lair to write Pulp Fiction and hide until the following day. So they didn't even do the nasty. He just came down and helped her with housework. Oh no, no, no! They they did, they did, obviously. But all she... day long, that was part of the housework. Yeah, exactly. I'm more <laughs> honestly, I'm more excited about dishes. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, Otto, come downstairs, do the dishes, can clean you the gutters, all the laundry, do the dishes. Maybe we can, you know, work something out. Yes, <laughs> I would be like, no, I've got a whole ass list for you. 
Maybe tomorrow if you play your cards right. All assless, though. <laughs> so Fred had sensed that something was strange, such as the disappearance of food in the icebox and mysterious Nordic mysterious noises coming from the attic. Um, it's rats. But, yeah, it's rats. Well, Dolly reassured Fred that this was just his overactive imagination made worse by drinking and workplace stress. You know what I would have said? Oh, it's just my boyfriend in the attic. No big deal. Because that would have really thrown him off. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think? Would they... You really think there's someone living in the attic, hun? And then you buy an icebox for up in the attic and the icebox issue of food disappearing goes away very true when the ostriches moved from milwaukee to los angeles ollie's secret attic lover moved with them fred opened a west coast factory and decided to relocate to los angeles and stolly agreed to the move as long as their new house had an attic I can go ahead and go to the fifth picture. I'm pretty sure this is their second home in Los Angeles, but as you can see, there's an arrow pointing to where the attic was in that house. That is tiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not that big. That's just a weird request. Like, my requirements are garage and basement. Done. Well, I guess a basement could kind of be seen as the same thing as an attic, right? Where you just, like, store store stuff. I guess I shouldn't say basement. Space. I just want two floors, two levels. Oh, yeah. Feel that. He just wanted a room for her mans. But he didn't know Which that. Which one? <laughs> Both. Separate rooms. Okay. <laughs> so, when the house was purchased in Los Angeles, Otto left before the movers and he built himself a hideaway in the attic before the couple moved in themselves. Logical. Very rational. I mean, yep. It's it's honestly very logical. I mean, that was very smart of him to, you know, go in beforehand because if not, you know, how how would he get in when they were there, you know? What year was this again? Um this is roughly about 19 I want to say 20 or so, maybe like 18 because in 1913, that's when Dolly met Otto. I'm not exactly I'm just sure. asking, because if it's, like, way back then, and they're in Los Angeles, bro, you ain't hot in an attic? He rises, my guy. Like, you're, how but are you alive? But he's also only in there at night, not during the day. And yeah. it's cooler at night. I guess, but I can't live without an air conditioner. He's, there's, these people are, these people are wild. Well, you're, you're bougie, so. You buy. One baby wipe warmer for your baby <laughs> and your bougie. <laughs> hey, bougie is a compliment. Take it. You're bougie. Okay, hair flip. Love triangle continued until the night of August 22nd, 1922, when Fred was shot and killed in his living room. Fred was shot three times by a .25 caliber pistol, a bullet hole in his head and two in his chest. Now, actually, I'll get into that a little bit later. Dolly and Otto devised a plan to make it look as though intruders broke into their home. So Otto locked Dolly in a second floor closet, turning the lock from the outside. She would later claim to the police that she was pushed into the closet by these intruders. A petrified wife locked in the closet 
her husband shot dead lying on the bedroom floor. That was the and same her boyfriend tucked away in the attic. Well, yes. I believe he still was in the attic at this point. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. But obviously they didn't go into the attic. But wouldn't the police wonder, like, why is he shot dead and she was just shoved in the closet? That's, that was their plan. Intruders. Intruders came in, locked the wife in the closet, shot him dead. But why leave the wife? Because they're dumb intruders. Okay. Just like how this is all a dumb plan on their part, but I mean. <laughs> oh, so they are dumb company. intruders. Okay. <laughs> I will say they were pretty smart because there was an intruder in the house for years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give you that. That's very true. So that was the scene that police officers discovered after responding to reports of shots fired in Los Angeles in 1922. It looked like a robbery gone wrong, and that was the wife's story. Now, sources say different things. Either Fred's watch was taken from the, ho- from the home during the quote-unquote robbery, or the rob- Robert just left everything behind and nothing was taken. But still, as the investigation continued, police found it suspicious that only Fred's watch was taken from the home and there never really seemed to be a clear motive. Nobody really knew what was going on, given this is the 1920s and, you know, they don't really, they kind of go off of motives more than anything. So, yeah. Story goes that one night, Otto heard Dolly and Fred arguing loudly. He came to his lover's defense with a pistol. There was a struggle with guns, and Fred was shot and killed. Otto set the scene by locking Dolly in the closet and hiding himself away in the attic along with those guns. And for years, this is the story that police believed. And there was no evidence to say otherwise. However... Ali is finally arrested on July 12th of 1923, and while in jail, she asks her attorney to buy groceries for her empty house. Her web of lies finally catches up to her when she has to explain why. Ali tells her attorney to tap twice on the attic door to let Otto know it was safe to come out of hiding. She eventually drops the story of robbers coming into her house and told police that The night Fred was shot, they argued. When Otto overheard it, he was afraid Fred would hurt Dolly, and so he defended her. And this story stunned authorities, which quickly made the front page news across the nation. Otto is named by reporters as Bat Boy, and I'm not exactly sure why I couldn't find anything, any reason as to why, but he was nicknamed Bat Boy. And Attic Man, obviously, makes sense. Clever. Because bats are in the attic, so he's my batty attic boyfriend. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Ollie is painted as a, quote, lusty femme fatale with an insatiable sexual appetite, end quote. I love her so much. I kind (laughs) of do, too. (laughs) She even begins to have an affair with her attorney, Herman S. Shapiro, and... Is it really an affair? She's no longer married, technically. She's widowed. She has a boyfriend. Unless it's an affair for him. That's not an affair, though. That would be, like, cheating. Well, she also has an affair with a Milwaukeean 
native named Roy H. Clume after Fred's murder, and this only solidifies her ex- her reputation in the news. Dolly, you know, calm down. You know, if men can do I, it, why can't women? Exactly. Look, you took the words from my mouth. True, but she's got a lot going on here, okay? You got a boy in your attic. You got a dead husband. Just take a breather, okay? Take a breather. Focus on yourself. Maybe get a self-journal. She was focusing on herself. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I also don't want her getting silk and sonder journals. So let's just. Let's not introduce her to those. Those are my thing. She actually passed very recently. I think oh, I'd have to look it up specifically, but I'll, I'll get into that later. So nearly a decade after the murder. One of Dolly's boyfriends admitted to the police that she'd asked him to ditch a gun in nearby tar pits, and a neighbor came forward saying that she similarly asked him to bury a gun for her. How is she getting all these men to do things for her? I can't even get my husband to do something for me. Hey, her husband is dead after this, so... Okay, but she's fucking up here. You're getting convoluted, okay? If you kill somebody, you can't ask everybody to get rid of a gun. Especially <laughs> if the first person says no. Don't ask more people. What if she had, like, a gun for each person, but none of them were the actual gun? Maybe she's like, hey, could just get rid of this. I don't need it. That's how you get because you just lay a trap of a million guns that you're getting rid of. But if you none have something match. to hide... You just leave it like the guy that you've had in your attic for years. Don't tell anybody. She did really excellent keeping him in that closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how she convinced him of it, but yeah. Was that, what was it, femme fatale? Femme fatale. Feminine wiles. So Dolly had both another boyfriend and another husband. Otto continued to live in the attic for much of the decade. Wait, but did the new husband know? I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't think so. Interesting. Okay. What the fuck is going I on? I would not be okay with that. I'd be like, excuse me, you had the chance to marry me instead, and you got married to another man, and you still want me in the freaking attic? I mean, hey, maybe, you know, he's okay with just being the sex toy. I have a theory, but I'm going to save it for the end, because maybe okay. it'll change. I doubt it, but... By the time authorities had enough evidence to arrest Otto for Fred's murder, the statute of limitations on manslaughter charges had run out, and the jury failed to find Stolly guilty of conspiracy. So both walked free, although they seemingly went their separate ways. As for Otto's son, Huber, his defense that Dolly enslaved him did not work, and the jury found him guilty of manslaughter. However, as I just said, at this time the statute of limitations had run out and Otto was set free. No one is exactly sure of what happened to him after this, but we know that he obviously did not become famous for his pulp fiction novels. And Inquisitor.com says he, quote, most likely moved to another area, changed his name, and died under that name, making him vanish and severing his connection to this murder story forever, end quote. And that's it. To this day, no one has been charged with 
the murder of Fred Ostrich, even though we know the story because the statue of limitations was ran out once they mm. found out what truly happened. Amanda, what is your theory? Okay. My only theory is that this boy was just a victim. Like she met him when he was 17. He lived in her attic for years and did not come down until he was told and then killed her husband. This poor boy. I mean, yeah, like, he, he was a victim. I mean, let's see. I, I mean, her husband was obviously a victim too, but I'm just saying there's more than one victim in this story because for her to have to, okay, for her to have to ask, her, like you're in jail or whatever, and you have to ask your lawyer to go put groceries in your house because apparently Otto's not going to come down to even get food? What? So I just looked it up and apparently Dolly was born in 1880, which would make her 33 at the time that she met Otto. So she was almost double his age. At that time. Yes, when she met Otto. See, that that wouldn't bother me if he wasn't 17. Like, I know people that have had very happily even then. I know. uh, I'm not sure what the laws were like in... The 1920s in California, or actually in Texas for that matter. But I know that currently in Texas, the age of consent is 17. So it would technically be legal yeah, if it were today's age in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no joke. I was, I, would, I was still a child at 17. I would just like to point out that Cody is nine years older than me. And I did meet him when I was 19, and he was an old man. Yeah, but Cody's creepy for multiple reasons. But. <laughs> Valid. But okay. That is also eagle. And, you know, you are above the age of consent, so. I also did not break any of my dad's rules. He said no more than 10 years older. Only nine. And also, Katie, uh, Cody doesn't keep you locked in an attic. No, I keep Damn him locked right, in the he attic. Doesn't. That's because he's Cody. I mean, he's. <laughs> you need some serious therapy. I don't think that those journals are going to do you justice. <laughs> we'll be good. Cody can come down whenever he wants, as long as I'm okay with it. Actually, the problem is she hasn't started the journals yet. Yeah, I'm only on day two. Technically, she's that a means day that behind. She started. <laughs> what? I said technically that's. That means that you've already started. I just barely started. Give me a break. <laughs> I don't keep That's the story of the, the attic. attic. Well, the true story of the attic. I never actually watched the movie. Maybe that could be something that we could do, like watch the movie together. You mean uh, talk about another watch party and not do a watch party? No, oh, talk about a watch party and do an actual watch party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Let I me write that down that for day. myself real fast. Um, Amanda, um, the thirtieth of October, the thirtieth of February would be a real great day for me if you would like. Two p.m. Yes. How? <laughs> what? Okay, let's go ahead and do the. I just told you, the thirtieth of February. No. No. Two p.m. Yeah. Three p.m. Okay, y'all are just. I can do any time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jack starts work on the 10th. We move in on the 7th. So I'm going to say let's do it. I'm going to say not this 16th. month. 
I'm gonna say not this month. Um, and yeah, I'm we gonna say that on this month only because we're literally only because you don't want to schedule a watch party. No, I'm I'll gonna say that because just I literally myself. we have two extra episodes we're recording this month, oh, you're and right. I am the you're one right. that has back to back on both of those. Oh, you changed it for me. No, that's how it always was. Okay. Okay. It's all good. That was a good one. Everyone that was Amanda? a good one. No, Bryce. We're excited to hear your story. I was about to say Amanda. I mean, I did say Amanda, but you now did. I'm saying Bryce. We're excited for your Amanda's story. <laughs> okay, let me pull up my notes. I Hold always on. mix those up. Okay, while you're pulling up your notes, I do want to say this story reminded me of... So, I was married first and i try to block as much as that married as much as that marriage out of my memory as i can doing a good job so far but in that first marriage my in-laws my first husband's grandparents they actually had someone living in their attic and did not know until they were watching tv and he fell through the attic and then ran out the front door okay i have heard so many stories of that though and that is creepy to me mm-hmm. All they noticed was like food would go missing and stuff, but he would come down apparently have you from what seen, they like, figured the, while they were asleep. Have you seen like the video? Because people, you know, everyone has a camera in their house nowadays, but a pe- lot of people will catch Parents like don't. the, I don't, but a lot of people will catch the intruder coming down from the attic to get food and then go mm-hmm. back up. And they're like, uh, 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 what do I do now? Yeah. I'll tell you what you do. You smoke them out. You make them think the house is on fire, and then you shoot them with a BB gun. Man, this is well thought out. In Texas, out. actually, if somebody <laughs> is within your property lines, you do have the right to shoot them. So, mm-hmm. and I know that that's Unless an Arkansas got squatters right. Not sure about Utah. Ah, I don't know. I don't own a gun, so. By the way, do y'all mind if we take a quick break real fast and I go and get some water? That's no, we're already water. taking a break, I think. Okay. Right back. We're talking about shooting people with BB guns. No, you're talking about shooting people with BB guns. I'm eating my Reese's pieces. And I will. Technically, I'm doing them a favor. Like, I have an actual gun. I'm not trying to kill you. I just want to think about... I just want you to think twice about whose attic you've been squatting in, bro. And also, where is your poop? Because if I find a bucket up there, I'm hitting you again. You're going to have to find them to hit them again. Then I'll just hit them again. I'll ask them, be like, where's your poop? And if they hesitate, I'm popping them. Let me just take a minute to admire my hair's <laughs> curls. I literally just started doing like curl regimen and stuff like this past year. And I had no idea that my hair was so curly. I mean, no idea. Literally all I did was just take a shower and, you know, use shampoo and conditioner and then just like bunch up my hair a little bit. It's just. I brushed my hair today. I so curled good. mine today. Okay. All right. I you guys ready? wash it. Yes. I can't shower until tomorrow morning. Poor Kay. So I just yeah, got my well. lashes done. Oh, okay. Like, oh, just wear a visor. Do you get your lashes done? Every two weeks. You should I just go. wear a visor, like a golf visor. But well, the other... It'd have to be like a plastic one because if it were fabric, mm-hmm. you know, that can easily just seep through. Well, the issue is that I can't have them steamy yet. So you can't get like... Uh. Mm. You have to wait 48 hours I mean, before they're I mean, you could just steamy. take a cold shower. Fuck no, I will not be taking a cold shower. Come on, Bryce. It's it cold enough outside. We don't, we don't want to smell your BO. That's why I shower tomorrow morning. 
before <laughs> anyone can smell it. We're good. It's just Cody. Yeah, he's in the he's in the attic. He can't smell it. No, that's my boyfriend. Cody's in the living room. Oh, okay. Girl, you well, just said that you locked Cody up in who who is followed in the by attic. just kidding. I said just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> she says I don't abuse kidding, my I don't believe her. Would you like Cody to come and tell you? <laughs> He'll probably say he gets locked in the attic just to piss me off. He will 100% say he gets locked in the attic. I know he will. Okay, let's let's get started because I'm excited about my story. So before we start, for any forces beyond my knowledge listening, I'm not making fun of you. I'm fascinated by you and that doesn't mean that I'm going to go see you. I'm just fascinated. Okay. So, Amanda, do you... I am going to force them to go and see some sort of force beyond our knowledge. No, 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 no. We're not... No, not this one. We're not. Not this one. one. No. Absolutely not this one. I will Um, respect you from a distance. You will not be allowed within 100 yards of me. Yeah. I am awake right now. (laughs) Amanda saw it. (laughs) Amanda, I have a question for you. Do okay. you have pediophobia, which no. is a, a fear of dolls? Fear of dolls. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. but they do make me uncomfortable. And this okay. young, gentle soul um, <laughs> is the reason for that. Oh, I'm so glad. So we're going to be talking about Robert the doll. Never heard uh, of him. I'm the one who, is, who has never heard of any of them. Because Amanda and I are fucked up and listen to fucked up shit, apparently. Yeah, true. <laughs> can confirm. Can, yes. Um, so you guys can go into the drive and go to picture number one. And true to form, I found a whole, whole ass book about Robert the Doll. And I read that this morning. <laughs> and so I did get a lot more history from that book. Um, the book is called Robert the Doll by David L. Sloan. And it was actually a very fascinating book. I was very intrigued on this one. So Robert the Doll, he was gifted to Robert Eugene Otto. So I was dying because in your story, Brie, you had Otto. I have Otto. There you go. Oh, there's more similarities between our stories. That was just, (laughs) yes, I was dying. So... Uh, so the doll, so Robert the doll was originally gifted to Robert Eugene Otto in the early 1900s, and it's not really clear when the doll was created, um, but we do know it was near the turn of the century. Now, the Otto family has roots in Prussia, which is now Germany. Prussia was dissolved in 1918. Yeah, after the and, First World War. Mm-hmm. And a little bit about Robert the doll himself. So Robert is a life-size doll. He stands at three feet tall. Oh, and you guys can go to picture number one. So he stands at three feet tall. He has buttons for eyes. He is stuffed with straw. He's covered in felt. He is wearing a sailor suit. Um, His hair has been changing color with age. And then some, I don't like this description, but some people do describe his face as looking like a burn victim. I don't think it looks quite like a burn victim. Yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see it, but if it gives you that visual. It does, it does kind of, in a way, it kind of looks like a cardboard. I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe, but it looks like it was made out of wood and not out well, of like, I mean, fabric. His face, yeah. It's. I can kind of see that, straw, but so. 
Yeah. So Robert the doll will be 118 years old this year. Approximately. So he looks great. That doll does not look almost 120 years old. Fabulous, doesn't he? He really does. Okay, I made a comment. Who is the dog sitting with Robert? I think it's actually a lion. It's his, it's his, 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 Robert's stuffy. Leave him alone. I think it's supposed to be a lion. It's just old. Definitely, it doesn't have a mane. It definitely looks to me like a dog. Let me double check. I love the fact that he has a stuffed animal. Like, everybody should have a stuffed animal. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have a stuffed animal? Let me just double check. A stuffed animal should have stuffed animals. Exactly. He's not a stuffed would... animal. He's Robert the doll. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a oh, well not a person, but he is a being. He is he's Robert. I remember when I was a kid, I would always make sure that my stuffed animals were paired up because I had you know this little bin that I would keep all my stuffed animals in, and I would always make sure that they were always paired up with their best friends. So, so just to clarify, the book that I read does say that it resembles a lion and it's known to museum staff as Leo. So Aww. Leo the lion. That's cute. So Robert and Leo. Robert precious. and Leo. So precious. It's actually ironic because the literally Leo's um animal is a lion. I think they the did that intentionally. Astrological sign. Yeah. Yeah. The doll was originally owned by Robert Eugene Otto, and human Robert Eugene Otto was born on October 25th, 1900. Robert was the, was the youngest of four children. Um, his father and grandfather were both doctors. In that time, doctors didn't really make a lot of money because it wasn't quite as corporation-y as it is nowadays. So the family was well off, but they did also have like a, they call them a druggist, but I would say it's like a pharmaceutical type store, like a pharmacy. And later on in life, Robert is described as an eccentric as in his adult life. Now, there are a few different origin stories about how the Otto family came to have Robert the doll. First one, a servant of the Otto family either A, crafted and gifted the doll with love and gave it to Robert, or the servant was caught using black magic in their house and they had a falling out with the family. And so the the servant reportedly cursed the doll made it with like Robert's real hair and then gave it to Robert. And it was like a life-size doll at that time. So there's that. Those are two very different stories. Oh, I've got a third different story. Uh, Or no, I'm sorry, not a third. I have two more stories. So there's another story that the doll was just gifted to Robert and it was later cursed by mistreated servants. Or the more realistic one is that it was gifted to him by his family. So the more likely scenario is that Robert the doll was gifted to Robert the human by his grandfather or other German families in 1904. The doll was actually manufactured in Germany by the Stief Company. The Stief Company are actually the creators of the teddy bear. So they are the, yeah, they are the ones that created teddy bears. Now I have another very important question for you. Brie, do you have chlorophobia? I have no idea what that means. Do you have a fear of clowns? So, yes and no. 
if I like see a clown, you know, on the streets or whatever, I won't like run away immediately because most clowns are, you know, happy and they go to children's birthday parties and all of that. But Happy if I hear like a if I see like a story on <laughs> if I see a story a picture of a clown, I'm not gonna like freak out, you know. But okay. it just depends on the situation really. I think this is gonna make you not want to go see Robert because a historian from the Steve Company stated that Robert the doll was never likely intended to be sold as a toy, but was manufactured as a window display of a clown. And originally purchased in a pink and green Harlequin clown suit with pom-poms and all. So, technically, Robert's a clown. Robert does not look like a clown. I guess he's technically wearing a sailor suit, so I can't really picture it. Yeah. Just remember that he was intended to be a clown. Did he have the red lipstick on, you know? I don't know. Also, this was 1900. I don't know what clowns really looked like in the 1900s. If I had to guess, I would say they wore Harlequin outfits. In pink and green. Yes. With pom-poms. Yes. Pom-poms are necessary. I don't know what a Harlequin outfit is, but it reminds me of Harley Quinn. So I'm going to go with that. It's it's a clown outfit, yeah. Yeah, it's like the diamond pattern. Mm -hmm. So... The sailor outfit that he wears today was most likely an outfit that was worn by um, the human Robert as a child and just kind of transitioned to be doll Robert's clothing. Well, that's cute. Yes. Um, For a minute. So human Robert named the doll after himself and then he began going by Gene. Now, it's not clear if human Robert started going by Gene after getting the doll or beforehand, but it's kind of creepier thinking that he gave up his first name to it all and just started going by his middle name. So from here on out, human Robert will be known as Gene and all Robert will be known as Robert. Gene was obsessed with Robert. Loved him. He took him everywhere. Loved this thing. It was his best friend. All of that fun stuff. Gene's parents did report that they would hear Gene in another room talking to someone. And they would hear someone respond back. And when they would enter, it would just be Robert and Gene. Now, this could have just potentially been Gene, like, lowering his voice to sound like someone's responding. But his parents eventually realized that he was lowering his voice so much that it was impossible for it to be Gene himself. So they're hearing this, like, very deep voice coming back. And there's just no physical way that their four, five, six-year-old could make that sound back. It's really creepy. Mm-hmm. And I'm uncomfortable. It gets worse. Also, their concerns started escalating even more quickly when they'd be scolding Jean. And Jean would say that Robert had done it. So Robert did it was becoming a very common phrase at this point for his family. And again, it escalates even more. And his parents report that they woke up to screams. And when they would get to Jean's room, there was one incident where the room was actually turned up, like torn apart, and Jean was cowering in bed, and Robert the doll was like just sitting there like, well, I'm here. Just like nothing happened, but the room was just torn up. Or there are different reports where they would go into the room and Robert would be holding Jean down on the bed. You gotta start knocking. 
I don't think they wanted to knock for that one. The doll was holding Jean on the bed. Yes. Like, he had strength, and he was... Or yes. was it just the imagination of Jean, and he wasn't actually? This was is his parents' me? report. This, I, I don't know. That I'm going off of what was reported on the internet and in a book that I read. So, he apparently... If I'm understanding this, this doll had enough strength to hold a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a, a small child down. So you can have my child. My child is yours now. Don't be saying that shit. Jesus Christ. Do you not how remember I how I started this? You have my child. I am putting you in a box and shipping you off to America. Mm. Goodbye. Good. He is in America. This is in yeah. West Florida. Russia. <laughs> Which I Didn't thought I put in my Oh, notes. you said Russia because that was one of the stories of how he was manufactured. Germany. Right. Not Russia. She said Prussia. Russia. Russia. Yeah. Russia. Yeah. My bad. My B. Anyways, so there are reports that after some of these incidents escalated, Robert's, not Robert's, Jean's family put Robert in a box and put him in the attic and just kind of left him in the attic to be. However, I could only find that on one or two sources from the book I read and other sources. It sounds like he was not put in the attic at this point in time during Jean's childhood and he was around Jean all the time. But supposedly if... Hold on, my husband Edward. You good? We made your own Okay. Hey, wait, Cody, while you're here, the girls want to know if I put you in the attic. Would you put me in the attic? Yeah. They want to know if I put you in the attic. Like, if you live in the attic. Uh, no, because I never leave your side. There you go, Brie. Are you satisfied? Oh, that was such a cute response. That was lame. Go away. Amanda said you're lame. Go away. Brie said it's a very cute response. Thank you. And Amanda, kiss my ass. Yeah, you. Okay, go away. Okay. So sorry for that interruption. Uh, where was I? So, if they did actually lock Robert the doll up in the attic, it's reported that Gene's behavior went back to normal and he was just like a normal, happy kid again. Again, most articles I found didn't say anything about that, but eventually Gene went off to go study art and he actually ended up studying in Paris where he met his wife, Anne or Annette Parker. She goes by Anne. You guys can go to the second picture. Anne was originally from Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. She played piano from a very young age, from like five years old. Um, she did go to the Garland School of Homemaking, which I had to figure out what a school of homemaking was because I was really hoping it wasn't what I thought it was, but it is. And it just basically teaches women how to be like the perfect housewife which I am, I told Cody this morning and he was all for me going to a school of housemaking. So put him in the attic, put him in the damn attic. <laughs> Don't put your husbands in attics. Y'all you know are what? crazy. You told us to register them last time. And now you're telling us we can't put them in the that attic. That was a joke. That was a joke. I will register oh, his ass in the attic. Crazy. <laughs> So anyway, I do want to say, though, I love this picture. Which the one of Jean and Anne? I love all of the pictures, but 
Yes, that one specifically. The wedding picture, I think. I don't know. Uh, That's the only picture I could find of them. The wedding picture. Yeah, it's very... I like it. Yes, it's a fancy picture. I liked it. So, after the Garland School, this is for Anne. Anne moved to Europe to pursue her musical piano dreams. She wanted to be a, a pianist. So that's where Jean and Anne met. They fell in love, ended up getting married, and they end up moving to New York where they actually lived for quite some time. And Anne, while they were living in New York, she played in the Rainbow Room at the Rockefeller Center. Good for her. Yeah. That's awesome. She did perform under the pseudonym of Anne Gerard. But, I mean, they were doing really well. So Jean would like... Um, write music they would write music together so she would do the piano and he would write lyrics um, and they worked just really well together but they did end up going back to florida in 1945 when gene's mother becomes ill so they move back to florida and gene and robert are reunited now keep in mind at this time his parents still had the same house Mm-hmm. I guess. So Robert I was think still that... in the attic. Uh-huh. if he wasn't in the attic. Or he was hanging out in the house, whatever. Yeah. Yes. So I believe his father had already passed away at this time and his mother becomes ill. That is correct. Yes. His father had already passed and his mother was ill. Now keep in mind that at this time, Jean is 45 years old when they come back. And they're reunited. Jean come, becomes obsessed with Robert all over again and he even goes to the length to build robert his own special room in the attic so brie that was another similarity is that robert lives in the attic that is absurd why would you make a room for your doll in the attic i mean i get you know making a room for your your secret lover in the attic but i mean making a room for your doll what i think i'm not a doll He's not. He might be called Robert the Doll, but there's a lot to him. Yes. He deserves respect and his own room. He deserves his own house with his acreage and ponies. Yes. Now, they also make that for your doll, girl. They do make them for our dolls. Thank you. (laughs) Have you not had American Girl dolls? Thank you. They are like, they have their own. All ho like their own ecosystem that you can purchase for them. Yes, their oh, own yeah. niche. I had I had an American girl girl doll and I had a matching dress with her, but that's about as much as I had and now she's currently up in my childhood bedroom just sitting. Well, see that's exactly what happened with Jean is his old doll was just in his childhood home just sitting. So he made a whole ass room for robert and he made like furniture that was robert size so it was very precious here's the thing with that though is from the book that i read that i mentioned at the beginning robert's room was right above Anne's room Anne and jean did not share a room and that's a hard fucking pass for me you are not gonna put your fucking creepy ass doll above me no hard pass so just throwing that out there I mean, you know, as long as he was a good neighbor and he didn't, you know, like make a lot of noise and hang on the the floor in the middle of the night, you know, I mean. Do you think I'd be telling you this story if he was a good neighbor? I mean, I just put it out there, Bryce. You don't need to I'm shut me just, down. I'm just telling you. 
do you think I would be telling the story if he was a good neighbor? Robert, I'm sure you were great. You made a lot of noises, though. I'm not okay with that. So, Gene, he builds this room, and he also begins dressing Robert in different outfits, such as the sailor outfit and even, like, a pixie outfit. Now, I could not find if where Robert resides now, if they have the outfits for him. I just know that they have the sailor outfit on him all the time. I don't know if they change him. I doubt it because he's old and his material is fragile. So they're trying not to do more damage. So Gene was a painter and he would do his painting in the turret room and he would just place Robert in one of the turrets or in one of the windows to hang out with him while he painted. And this is kind of where some of those rumors started more and more, where it became more public. Because adults and children passing or visiting the home would swear they saw Robert the doll move from one window to another on its own. Creepy as hell. Goosebumps. In later years, it said that Jean was actually abusive to Anne and that whole excuse of Robert did it kind of started coming back. Now, his friends and close family and that said that Robert was not physically abusive to Anne, but it might have been more of a verbal abuse um, that they're referring to. But also close friends have stated, no, he was not abusive. So that's just hearsay. I don't I don't know if Gene was abusive. I'm just throwing it out there. But the the excuse of Robert did it started coming back. I mean, and even in modern times, a lot of people will use the excuse of Robert did it. And we'll get into why that is in a few minutes. Now, Jean passed away in 1974 from Parkinson's disease. During the end of his life, he spent a lot of time with Robert the doll because he was sick. He, I mean, he was a famous painter. He, he needed that company. After Jean's death, Anne moved back to Boston, and she actually left Robert in the home in Florida. And she died in Boston a couple years later. Oh, I would too. Even in the home in Florida. Um, well, hold on. When Anne moved to Boston, she did rent out the home. And in the lease, there was a clause which stated, Robert must remain the sole occupant of the attic room. So she is renting out this house and she is telling the renters that this doll is here. He's the only one that can be in this room. I mean, that makes sense. If the doll is clearly possessed, then it, I mean, you know, as long as you respect his space, he'll respect yours, right? Well, Who is renting this house with a clause like that? That's my concern is if I saw a clause like that, I'd be like, who's Robert? Why? Why is there a doll in my house? Like, no. My dogs are going to tear that shit up. We're not. No. Yeah. Like, that's that's weird. For, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I, I know I couldn't. But this also spurred even more stories. And so <laughs> we have a couple of those stories. So there are two male renters that were renting the home. And they would hear a lot of noises coming from the attic, a lot of moving around, shuffling, and they'd go up and they would see that Robert had moved. And initially they're like, oh, haha, my roommate moved Robert. You're so funny. That's so scary. But then they started realizing that it wasn't the other roommate. So that like they were thinking, oh, you did it. But no, you did it. So they were going back and forth until they realized that 
Um, it probably wasn't either of them moving Robert around, but every time they went to go check on Robert, after they heard all those noises, he was sitting in a different position, in a different spot, that type of stuff, so he would move around. So that's one story. There's another story of a plumber that was doing work on the house, and he heard some giggling. And when he turned to look, Robert had moved across the room on his own. Another male renter claimed that Robert had locked him in the attic for over a week and also claimed that Robert had given him yellow fever. And How are you alive? How did you not leave that house immediately? My question is, how can a doll give one person yellow fever and not everybody else? Because Robert is Robert. We'll get it. We'll get into it. Just breathe. Now, this kind of becomes a theme where Robert locks people into rooms. So a lot of stories stated that they would walk into a room where Robert was and the door would close behind them and they could not open the door from the inside. They had to wait for someone on the outside to open the door, even though when Robert's not in that room, they can open the door just fine. Not my favorite thing to hear. Does he just have, like, free reign of the house now? He's not just in the attic? Or do you know in these He's always had free reign. He's always had free reign. It's just that the attic was his room. So they're finding him throughout the house. My understanding, yes. Okay. Now, after Anne died, the home was purchased a new family with a little girl. I think the little girl's name was Myrtle Reuter. The issue I had is that I had different names from different sources and I couldn't verify that. So I'm not 100% positive that Myrtle was the new little girl or if she was the person that purchased the home. So she'd be the adult of the home. Regardless, we do know that Myrtle, she is the doll's caretaker from 1974 to 1994 for a whole 20 years. Now, the little girl that moved into the home actually befriended Robert because she's a little girl. She runs in and sees the dolls. Sweet. Um, so they befriend, she befriends Robert. She thinks it's great, but eventually things take a turn for the worse for her. And this little girl would wake up screaming because Robert was on her face. And to this day, she believes that Robert was trying to kill her. So the same person also says she really struggles to Speak of anything about Robert because she is very fearful that Robert can do damage from a distance. Like he can sense when his name is spoken and people are talking about him. I claim no negative energy from I this claim story. Zero negative. That's why I started this by saying I'm not making fun of you, Robert. Like I'm, I'm fascinated by you, but please yeah. don't put any voodoo on me. I totally get it, and. I think that it could be real, but I'm, I don't know if a spirit can claim negative energy. Oh, oh it, just it you just wait. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, just you wait. Okay. I, so. Okay. I would just like to say that I do respect it, but I'm not, and I do respect you, Robert, but just, it doesn't make sense. So okay. I don't want any negative energy surrounding me if it, you know. I'm just saying. Where was I? So even to like these this day, the the girl is fearful to speak about her experience being with Robert for 20 years. That's why I think it was Myrtle, even though it was unclear. Anyways, point is, is that 
for 20 years, this person was afraid for their life because of Robert. And the girl's father reportedly locked Robert in a trunk in the attic. This is for sure. Not for sure. This is what the book says. Um, this is at least where I got that information. So I think this is where the idea that Jean's father locked him in the trunk is just in the wrong place. And that I think it was Myrtle's father that locked him in the trunk in the attic. Now, here's the issue with that. Not long after putting Robert in the trunk in the attic, the father reportedly died of carbon dioxide poisoning from something faulty within his automobile. So very strange, could just be a coincidence, could be anything, but life goes on and this family actually continues taking care of Robert even after they move in 1980. So Robert moves from one home to another in 1980 with the family. He was, Robert was eventually donated to the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida in 1994. Robert was initially kept in a back room because staff was absolutely terrified of him. They did not like being around Robert. They kept him covered under a sheet. And when people wanted to see Robert, staff would very much intentionally schedule it on their day off. um, Or they would just find any excuse in the book to not have to be the one to go back and show Robert. So people were absolutely terrified of him. Now what's interesting is after Robert was donated to the museum, the home where he initially resided with Jean was having a ton of paranormal activity. So the the typical activity, books flying off shelves, doors slamming, footsteps, all that crazy stuff. One report even stated that an outside shutter refused to stay closed or refused to stay open And the property manager had enough and they just like screwed it into the outside frame of the house and they came back and only hours later it was shut again. So definitely not my favorite thing to hear. And also they do have reports of a woman in a wedding dress could be seen there. So it's not clear if all of this haunted or paranormal activity was robber, if any of it was. But what is uh, stated is that when the staff eventually put Robert on display, with some of their other darker items, the activity at the house slowed down and the activity at the museum just skyrocketed. Robert had to have been, had to have been responsible for some of it. Now, what they started seeing at the museum, doors would slam, lights would flicker. People would report problems with their cameras when they tried taking pictures of Robert. Some reported that their camera battery, which they charged beforehand, would just all of a sudden drain while they were trying to take pictures in the museum. And then as soon as they left, their camera would be full again or their battery would be full again. So it's like they just couldn't take pictures during their visit. Um, For film cameras, they had reports that when they tried to develop the pictures, only the pictures that did not include Robert would churn out. There was only one report where someone did not have permission to photograph Robert and all of those pictures turned out and none of his his other ones did. So it's definitely weird that only certain pictures are working and some aren't. And in the late 1990s, an employee reports that they took Robert out of their box, out of his box for cleaning and restoration. 
He was put back into his lock case. And the next morning, the, that same employee arrived to see like footprints on the floor and they heard tapping in the museum. When they finally found the tapping, it was coming from Robert's case and they found that his freshly cleaned shoes were covered in dust. And when they realized that, they also heard giggling. So this little turd freaking is over there messing up his clean shoes. Now, today, Robert is a big attraction and he's still causing havoc. You're able to go to the museum and you're told a couple sets of rules that you have to follow or else. Now, first thing, you have to introduce yourself to Robert. You have to also ask him to get a picture with him. You cannot just take his picture. You have to be respectful and ask. You have to thank him. And in one nod by saying like yes or no. I think if his head tilts, it means no. But if he stays still, I think it's supposed to mean yes. I wasn't clear. Um, I don't plan on going to visit Robert. No offense, Robert, but I don't want to be cursed after visiting you. And I know I would fuck up. We'll go. We'll go Hellions. No. I would fuck up. No. Because, now I'm not quite there yet. So the reason there are these rules, though, is because people are reportedly cursed if they are disrespectful or break these rules. The staff at the museum actually gets a ton, a ton of letters. They said one to three letters a day from people apologizing to Robert for being disrespectful. Now. Some of the reports are just really random. Some of them aren't. But I've got a couple letters here on my phone to read to you. Let me pull them up really quick. All right. This is a letter I'm pulling straight from that book that I read. So I'm just reading it verbatim. Could someone please read this aloud to Robert? Hello, Robert. In early September of last year, 2011, my family and I visited you and Key West for the holiday weekend. We heard stories of you and decided to pay our respects to you on our way out of town. We asked for your permission to take your picture and nothing strange happened. And although we didn't voice our doubts out loud, perhaps you could sense that we were not real believers in you and your powers. Well, it has been about six to seven months since our visit, and since then, my life has been more, has been one nightmare after another. Within a couple weeks of returning home, it started with my kitten suddenly dying, my bank account being fraudulently used twice, losing a substantial amount of money, having my bird die, my son falling and fracturing his skull, the hotel we stayed at on vacation set on fire. I lost my job and now on the verge of being laid off at my new job, being forced out of my home and my husband and I have separated. I have been debating on writing this letter for weeks, but I now at a point where I'm desperate. I truly believe in you and the powers you possess and kindly ask that you remove anything negative surrounding me and my family and give us your blessings. I have also removed the pictures that I have taken of you from Facebook. That's one letter. Another one, I'm only going to do a couple from the book, and this is the other one. So this is the second one from the book, and it says, Dear Robert, I have never met you in person before, but I have been researching you and at first did not believe in you. Then I made fun of you to my friend and then believed and gained the highest respect for you. Since I made fun of you, I have accidentally broken an extremely valuable family heirloom, and I am always really close to breaking things. 
I keep thinking that you're going to begin haunting me and I keep expecting to see you right in front of me and to be honest, it scares me. My dog my dog keeps barking string strangely. Can't animals sense spirits? I just wanted to say I'm so sorry. I find you absolutely fascinating and I am definitely coming to visit you. I could bring you a present if you wanted. I'd like to take your picture, but I'm going to ask your permission first and apologize to you in person. If the curse is on me, please lift it. I don't want to break any more things and that heirloom was really old. My mom was really upset. So that's just two of the letters from that book. And then I had another one pulled up. I would just like to say that I'm just skeptical of the story because I've never actually seen anything in person. But I do believe in you and I believe in the powers that you possess. And I ask you kindly, please do not haunt me because of what I have said in this podcast. The end. Here's another photo and I've gotten this one from Google. Or another letter, and it says, Robert, sorry I did not ask out loud to take your photo. Since then, my husband lost his diamond one carat out of his ring. I tore my rotator cuff, and my daughter's wedding was canceled. All happened before I returned home. Please stop the curse. I am truly sorry, and life is tough enough. Sincerely, Kathy. So... The museum actually displays a lot of these letters on the wall next to Robert. And so a lot of people have found that when they are disrespectful to Robert, shit goes downhill for them. Now, another story that I'm just pulling from the back of my head, um, and it was, I think it was from the book or from somewhere that I read it. I don't fucking know where it's from. But one story is someone that thought they paid all of their respects to Robert. They said their name. They did all these different things. And they were like, why am I being cursed all of a sudden? So they were doing research, trying to figure out if they did break a rule. And they had all these tabs up on their device. And there was one tab that didn't have a name. And when they clicked on it, all the tab said was, you didn't say where you were from. And they distinctly remember that they did not pull that tab up. Yes, sir. So those are just a couple of the letters that people have sent to Robert. Um, Well, I mean, I think I've said this previously, but really all spirits want is to be recognized as, you know, someone that they that people who visit them respect, you know, and that's like the biggest thing. I disagree with that because I think the spirits are here for different reasons. I'm not going to say all spirits, all they want is respect. Some spirits, yes, not all. But anyways, those are some of the letters. There are theories about the possession of Robert the doll. So the first one is obviously that black magic, the voodoo, the, um, what was I going to say? The servant. So first theory is that that servant used black black magic and an evil entity resides in the doll. The second one is actually that Robert the doll is Gene himself. Gene had created such a bond with this doll that it's believed that some of Gene's spirit is now in Robert the doll. Or the last one, obviously, is that this is all fake and everyone's fucking crazy. Okay. The museum does offer what's called Sloan's Ghost Adventures. And if you guys remember, the author of that book that I mentioned earlier is, in fact, um, David L. Sloan. 
So this is actually David's, like, what he worked for. This is why he did the research for the book. On that website, I'm just going to read to you what they offer, just for shits and giggles. They, where are we? So they do offer the ghost hunting feature for Robert the Doll. There's a VIP pass for $85. General admission is $45. And not appropriate for anyone under the age of 12. It's packed with ghost hunting thrills and Key West history and spirits of Civil War soldiers and the world's most haunted doll await you on a 90-minute ghost hunting adventure through the infamous Fort East Martello Museum. The experience includes a 60-minute guided hunt through the dimly lit fort and a 25-minute sit-down lockdown with Robert the doll. Um, They do provide top-of-the-line ghost hunting equipment. When the regular hunt ends, they actually turn off all the lights, lock the doors, and they just let their VIP ticket holders go loose in the fort for an hour with flashlighting and ghost hunting equipment. And yeah, so that's what they offer for Sloan's ghost hunting or ghost fort adventures. So if anyone wants to go and visit Robert, that's great. That's fine. Don't bring any mojo here. I think Robert, again, is very fascinating. I'm not going to get on his bad side, though. No. Yeah, no. Robert, uh, Robert has always fascinated me. I know there's a, there's actually more than one doll, um, that's sentient like he Uh is. Uh And, uh, that's, I mean, it's just always, it's part of what got me interested in paranormal stuff in general, because it's just, it's mystifying, but. Robert, I'm sorry. I don't want to see you. Nothing personal. For the same reason. Yeah, it's nothing personal. I'm rude. And I do not want to disrespect you. So I will respectfully respect you from a respectful distance. I have a fucking big mouth. Not even going to risk it. Nope. Done. (laughs) I think that it would be pretty fun. Well, you and Jack can go. Let us know how it goes. If disasters start happening after you visit Robert, write him immediately. Send him candy. He really likes candy. Done. He likes candy? Yes, he likes candy. Nope. Send me Uh, those push pops and I'll I'll send him to I already promised my last push pop to Amanda. Can't do anything else. Robert can have it. (laughs) Robert, if Robert wants a push pop, Robert gets the push pop. what type of candy he likes? It just said sweets. He's got a sweet Mm. tooth. I got a sweet tooth too. I don't blame you. Oh. Anyways, that's my story about Robert the doll. He completely freaks me out. I'm not. I am a fan, but I'm also not a fan. Like, I love Robert the doll. I don't like the fact that he can curse people from a distance or if they disrespect him. For So I don't like that portion. He's very fascinating. I have to say, I'm very impressed with the way that he looks. Um... Just because, like, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of dolls, and I, I'm interested in how they made him, too. Because he doesn't look as creepy as some of the other dolls that I've seen. Like, he looks good. Well, like I said, Especially for 180? No, 118. 18. 18. I think he was really meant as more of a display, so more like a mannequin than an actual doll. I agree, though, with you, Amanda. He does look really good for 118 years old. I mean, he was obviously well taken care of, regardless of what 
unfortunately <laughs> happened to him during his upbringing. <laughs> but I mean, he was, he was well taken care of. I mean, he was well loved. There are parts of him that were repaired. The Steve company cannot 110% confirm that they created the doll. They're just based off of a bunch of different things they do believe that they did. And the reason they can't confirm is because the Steve company at that time would put like a, a button of some sort in the right ear of all of their animal, of all of their mannequins, dolls, whatever. And they could t- tell that that right ear was actually a replacement or a repair. So they, they don't know what happened. They just know that it's not the original right ear, but the left ear is the original. And just based off of whatever they could find, they do think they created it. Okay. So. He's he's well taken care of. He is in his glass box, beautifully propped up. He does move around. People will say that they see him nod or um or like workers will come in and he's in a different position. Not my favorite thing, but I, more power to you, Robert. That was a very good story. Yes. Yeah, I love that I like story. That that's that's one of my favorite stories. It is a good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you everyone for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hell on Heels podcast and Facebook, which is just Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, you can donate through Patreon. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, please email us at hellonheelspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Linktree, which you can find the link for Linktree on Instagram. Uh, And you'll just find all of our links to all the things that we have. A big shout out to Amanda's husband, James. Thank you so much for creating our intro music. I always jam out to it when I'm editing, so I I appreciate it. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe because you can now give us a rating on Spotify. So it'd be really great if you guys could give us five-star ratings on Spotify um, or on whatever platform you can rate us on. If we're not on your preferred listening platform, please let us know and we will work on getting those episodes up on those channels. And this has been Hill on Heels podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. See y'all later. Bye.